0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, drying off from the storm this morning on a Monday morning. So, you know, most of the time when coaches and and other staff in the team, they talk about a team that's kind of having problems throughout their season and they're like, you know, the talent's there. It's just not working. And it's hard to comprehend it. And sometimes you think, well, are they really they really being honest with themselves you know what after this weekend all the stuff they were saying about the Missouri State Bears over the season was was pretty right on the money injuries it just nothing was clicking and then right at the right time everything starts to work and then fell apart fell apart with the game yesterday with Oklahoma state great
1: comeback really historic comeback against Grand Canyon and that was on Saturday when the bears really came to to life and scored, what, five runs in the ninth inning to get the win, eight to seven coming from way behind. But yesterday it fell apart and you knew this was a possibility. Bears had the offense but they did not have any kind of pitching depth at all, all season long. The pitching staff had been held together by bailing wire and duct tape and that sort of thing and the Bears that had gotten beaten, quite honestly. Did they really belong there? The thirty finished the season at 31 wins and 29 losses. That's not a tournament record. Uh, or a tournament-level record, I should say, but the Bears were there, and they were there because they had a lot of offense, and they had a lot of stick-to-itiveness. Well, it fell apart yesterday. You think the score's 12 to nothing, which the Bears had the lead, and you think, oh my goodness sake, is this safe? And you knew it wasn't because the pitching staff against a high-level team, at Oklahoma State is high-level, you knew it wasn't going to last, and As a result, you have a game of history, the highest scoring game in the history of the NCAA tournament, 29-15, Oklahoma State wins it. Oklahoma State, get this now, outscored the Bears. This is the level of the pitching staff now that the Bears had. Injured, compromised, yes, and gassed, absolutely as fatigued as they could be. Oklahoma State outscored the Bears 29-3 in that game. Bears had a 12-0 lead. 14-5 14-5 at one point and could not hold on to it because the pitching staff couldn't stay with Oklahoma State. All right, it was a long game, well over four Whoa, hours. Yeah. I and the imagine. winner has to come back and play again because this is a double elimination. And they're waiting for Oklahoma State was Arkansas. And, and in ten innings, Oklahoma State won 14-10. That is the difference in a long uh how can I say this, in a, in a tournament that in which there's a lot of pressure because you win and you're gone, it's your, or are loser should say, and you're gone, you're back home somewhere. And uh, Oklahoma State, the offense is going to be there. The pitching is not. So for both teams, it was compromised. They'll play again tonight in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The winner of this one goes to the Super Regional. But for the Bears, a season that really had its major triumphs and its major losses, it's it's just a tough way to go. Even in losing yesterday, 29-15, to 15, the Bears hit six home runs. They had, get this, they had over the course of the last week and a half, they had nine home runs, 19 I should say, 19 home runs, hit 110 for the year, but the pitching could not hold on. It's, it's just a really, really tough way to go. 31 home runs in their last nine games. 31 home runs, and that includes the Missouri Valley Tournament. But you've got to have all levels of baseball, especially when you're playing at this particular level in the NCAA tournament. And
0: it's just—it's a heartbreaker because any other time in baseball where a team is up 12 runs, you win. You're—it's you're, like okay, well, hey, does anyone else want to get on the field and play? Because there's <laughs> no way they're going to catch us. But yeah crazy all right well what about the uh, high school boys Do we have any uh, local area representation championships no champions
1: we did not get a single southwest missouri champion we did get two runners up and one third place the runners up were springfield catholic and logan rogersville they finished second in their championship games and willard which had a great chance to defend this uh, championship did not lost in the semifinal. won their third place game So we had three teams, and it really was great representation. I don't think it's a fair criticism of Southwest Missouri baseball to say they didn't get any champions, because this is a high level that the kids are playing down here. And the level of baseball for Southwest Missouri, in my opinion, is the best in the state. Did not manifest itself in championships this time, but pretty doggone good representation nonetheless.
0: And uh, we got to see most of it in Ozark, which is a very cool thing. Yeah, so uh, that's a good thing for the area. And uh, we'll always have some teams in there, which is a good thing, definitely. Uh, Last but not least... Uh, St. Louis area got a little racing over the weekend, didn't they? NASCAR
1: went to St. Louis for the first time in a number of years. They, They raced at the Gateway Motorsports Park, which is in Madison, Illinois. That's right across the river from St. Louis. They've had that big track up there for years and years, but it's been dormant. Well, they finally decided they're going to have a NASCAR race there, and they did. And Joey Logano got the win with the Bush Brothers finishing second and third, Kyle in second, and Kurt in third. But Finally, to get getting some high-level racing in the eastern part of the state. Now, in the west, they have the race, two of them, as a matter of fact, in Kansas City at the Kansas Speedway. But this time, it goes to the, the old Gateway Motorsports Park, back in operation again, and the fans loved it.
0: And it's really cool that we've got two NASCAR events. Well, I guess you got to count the one in uh, Kansas City in Kansas, because it's technically in Kansas. But <laughs> close enough for me anyway. So, the St. Louis Cardinals finished out their series with the longtime rival Chicago Cubs over the weekend. How'd they end up?
1: Took three out of five from the Cubbies, including the game last night, which went 11 innings. But the, Cubs, or the Cardinals won it by a score of 5-3. Cardinals just have a better team than Chicago. The Cubs are young and trying to get better, but... They've got a long ways to go. And the Cardinals, now they did lose two games in this series. But nonetheless, three out of five, they'll take that any day. And now head down to Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. And that starts tomorrow night. Anyway, the Cardinals get a win. Royals did not. Fell to the Houston Astros, 7-4. The Astros lead in the American League West division. The Royals are 17-36 on the year. 17 wins, 36 losses. Springfield Cardinals lost again, got shut out by the Arkansas Travelers 6-0, Jack Flaherty from the St. Louis Cardinals down here pitching in a rehab through the first three innings of the game, didn't give up a single hit, struck out three, certainly very rewarding for him and for the St. Louis Cardinals who will probably bring him up in another couple of days. Then things fell apart, (laughs) brought in the relief corps and the Travelers feasted on it and get a 6-0 win. Springfield packs their bags, gets on the bus, and heads down to Midland, Odessa, Texas, to take on the Midland Rockhounds in a six-game series
0: this week. And they are back, what, starting next Tuesday? Next Tuesday, Next right. Tuesday. All right, right. We'll set your calendars. Got another week of baseball at Hammond starting next week. Hopefully they can get some dubs. So, had the Memorial in Ohio this weekend. Who won that? Billy
1: Horschel. He's a guy who's been around on the golf tour for a number of years. And he put together a round, that, or two, four rounds, I should say. They get him to 13 strokes under par and four shots ahead of the field. Horschel's a 35-year-older. He's bounced around, been on the tour for a number of years, but does get the win in the Memorial, and that's a big win for him. Coming up in another week is the U.S. Open, and that's in Brookline, Massachusetts, and that is a big one. That's the national championship of this country.
0: Who's the, uh, Who's the front runner, you think, right now?
1: Well, there are several of them. It's really impossible to say number one individual. Interesting is whether or not Tiger Woods plays in this one. You know, he was so compromised for the first two of them with his leg, and he didn't even finish in the PGA. He is really setting his sights on St. Andrews and the British Open, or the Open, as it's known in the golf world. But that's not coming up until July. Does he take a chance on getting in the U.S. Open in another week? We'll, we'll see what happens. But any number of individuals could win the course in Brookline. TPC, Massachusetts is
0: tough. I have a feeling that this is going to be another one of those where it's the the, ter- the changing of the guard, if you will. The, young, the young pups might take this one. We'll see. That's, that's typically the way it's been going. All right, well. Uh, Golden State needed to step up big time over the weekend in Game 2 of the NBA championships, and it looks like they did just that they, last they night.
1: They did. They <laughs> learned a lesson from their collapse in the fourth period in Game 1, came back, and it was Boston that collapsed this time. Golden State wins it 107-88. to 88. That series is now tied at a game apiece. This is the NBA World Championship Series. So Game 3... The series now tied at 1-1, moves to Boston, and they'll play on Wednesday night. That's the next game.
0: And uh, very exciting and giving those guys some much due rest so we can watch it on primetime television, (laughs) my man. Stay dry, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.